Hello and welcome to a very special At The Flicks show. Jeff's not in it. No, he is here. Probably quiet and in awe because this is a landmark show. It's our 50th. Yep, my age and half of Neil's. You wish, Jeff. Anyway, this is a very special milestone and one we are all pleased to have reached. So, for this show, I thought it would be a great idea to talk about how we got here and what our aims are, our proudest moments, and some of the fun we've had along the way. Most important, we thank you, the listener, for sticking with us and providing us with such helpful feedback. Jeff, over to you to give us a bit of history and to lead the discussion. Thanks, Graham. Now, it's hard to believe we started this about 18 months ago, just as a way to capture the conversations we have after seeing a movie together. Of course, the politically incorrect comments, mainly from Neil, have been removed. (laughs) (laughs) The idea of doing that was one thing, but in practice proved to be something else. How primitive that first session we had that evening together now seems. The three of us huddled around one mic in my kitchen, with the occasional guest appearance from my boiler, much to Graham's annoyance. Mm. Yep. Since then, we have to now have half an hour to set up all of our kit, And in winter, it goes cold as I shut the boiler down, much to my wife's annoyance. Over that time, we've built up quite a formidable team to work alongside us, each bringing something new and varied to the show. Indeed, to give a brief roll call, Phil Foster, who has supported us from the beginning and now has his own monthly slot to talk about movie issues. Lucy, who gives Jeff his only outlet to talk about horror and movies like Vice, which drew horrific comments for some of our listeners. Elijah, the youngest member of the team, who talks in fascinating detail about older movies. Deck is now on board as our TV expert, following some changes to our show format. And also a thank you to our newest team member, Darren, who joins us for some of the new film reviews. And finally, to director Phil Stubbs and Paul Nicholas, who join us when they can to give their expertise on differing subjects. And the most important shout-out of all, thank you, our listeners. When we started, we were happy to aim for a target of 100, made up of family and friends, who we knew would always say nice things about us. Now we're reaching an audience of over 5,000 in 50 countries, more gobsmacked than amazed. Thank you all so much for listening. So, back to Jeff. Okay, guys, time for a Q&A, I think. Let's kick this off with, we've kept this going for 18 months and all still seem to enjoy it. What is it that keeps you excited about creating this show? I think it's that we're never really stuck for something to do. We always have loads of ideas and things to discuss. And we're starting to build a small community of like-minded film fans. That just makes the number of people we can interact more. And this produces better ideas and better shows. For me, seeing more films than I used to so I can talk about them and contribute. And also seeing the listener figures rising. And that's an interesting point you make there, Neil, because I think we all have different areas that we contribute. So, you know, Mm. Graham, you pick up sci-fi and comic book book (laughs) films. Um, (laughs) You you really struggle to get through (laughs) comic comic book. book. Yeah, I know. It's (laughs) it's becoming a speech impediment. (laughs) I know, absolutely. A nervous Um, tick. (laughs) And Neil, you've... There was a purely visual joke there, listeners, as Graham's headset went flying off. God also is not a comic book fan. Um, 
<laughs> but um, no, I, I think when Neil's choices of films as well, the so the quirky ones, and he's introduced me to a few that I've actually quite enjoyed. Oh, that's nice. For me, film's always been a major hobby, and I've dabbled with all sorts of things throughout my proper career. It's really good now to to give it focus. That said, on days when I've got to do admin work for this show, as I did the other day, just a whole day of it, it can get a bit frustrating. And when we don't respond quick enough. Yeah, so then I will just keep repeating things. We basically do that until you get annoyed, really. (laughs) Well, that works straight away. (laughs) The admin, the backroom guys, they are what keep this country running and what keeps this show running. Are you well, finished? Are you finished? Uh, yeah, okay. But, so Jeff is the man in the chair. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the interviews, I mean, me, we've met some really fascinating people. Oh, we have, we have yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic you know, people. And we've got a great team in place. Neil, just give a shout out to them all, you know. It's like the Magnificent Seven, or yeah. when Neil is there, the Dirty Dozen. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is where we are. Got a good grounding on film knowledge. I think our interviews are well-researched. People like them. A lot of feedback on those. But we have developed a team that we like in places where we want Mm. them. So I think not to blow our own trumpet, but I think we're in a good place. That's the fun I have coming to the show. So let's narrow that down a bit. What have been your favourite moments? Well, for me, I think it's the outside interviews where we travel to do an interview. I mean, they're always nerve-wracking and exciting as we go outside of our comfort zone and we've no idea who we're meeting with and what they're going to say. And there are always really interesting recording puzzles, as Mitch Ferguson showed in Show 29 when Jeff put us in a coffee shop next to the world's noisiest coffee machine. And, yeah. OK, Graham, go for a recording on that one. That'll be perfect. <laughs> Edit no that. Pro- It'll be fine, fine Graham. Yeah. Can you just take the coffee? machine out as it blasts out every 20 well, seconds yeah, just add, taking that coffee machine out there would have caused a riot on the film set oh, yeah. so <laughs> I think let's probably, not forget yeah. that yeah what about you neil um I, as graham said the trips away have been fantastic uh the one to wales was great into the middle of wales to interview to back sitting in the back of the theater wasn't yes. it in a little tiny little area in the back of the theater i thought that was great fun um, oh, yes, Blind Eye Gwent. I'd forgotten that. Blind Eye Gwent, yes. Yeah, yeah that was, that was yeah. great. Some real film fans there, massive yeah. film nerds. And, yeah, and if you are film. listening to this, Kev, we're still waiting for our invite to come and see the station invite. <laughs> <laughs> and also, because a lot of them are in Jeff's uh, kitchen, getting regularly fed by him and his wife, Les. Yes, thank you, Les. That's the only food <laughs> I get. Cheeky bastards. It's the only food I get. Yeah, you know, and I cook it's it. It's nice to be fed. Yeah. We only come round here once a week to get fed. We've got a few sessions coming up soon. I wrote down four interviews, actually, for, for me that, that really... And every interview is special. Yeah, but these stood out for me. I mean, Rupert Christie. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. You know, film music is my passion. And to meet a composer on a major film was just a dream realised. And he was such a nice guy. Midge Ferguson, so funny. Yes, so many quotable stories. Really should have put uh, should have put us somewhere yeah. else, shouldn't we? Because there was so we've much to do in that, that again. interview. We've yeah. got to do that again. He yeah. was hysterical, yeah. and I had to edit a load of it out because of the bloody coffee machine. Yeah. And swearing, and he's swearing, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Warren Ringham, so professional a guy, yeah. you know, is very accommodating, and has said he's going to come back on the show. And if you're listening, Warren, I will be in touch very shortly. And my other one that really stood out for me, and like I say, I'm not detracting from the other interviews they were all great and all thank you very much for your time would be nick wilkes oh yeah again fantastic stories malvern yes yeah. malvern. 
I also really enjoyed our on-set report from the Last Chances set. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Stubbs, also friend of the show, and sometimes takes part in it. When you're coming back, Phil, everybody misses you. (laughs) Just really good to see that. To see a film set in operation. I think also for me, Graham, the incredible editing job you did on Stroud's Secret Suffragist show, I think is one of our most realized pieces i think it's very professional neil also some of your photographs have been incredible and shown on our sites that's very kind of you (laughs) you know i'm there it's Um, all photoshop you know yeah again we've said it many times (laughs) building the team and just constantly surprised by what every team member brings to the show and finally and possibly the most important thing of all the ongoing Mel Gibson news items. Mel Gibson, friend of the pod, now official. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I didn't mention that Vin Diesel is probably the worst actor ever to be on television or <laughs> well, film. Well, there we go, Neil. You've now just no, I'm not getting up. any. <laughs> well, you, you don't There's know. no film news for Vin Diesel. Well, there is, of course. We've got to be doing all the Fast and Furious set reports. Yeah, but that's all he does. That and wind people up. Pitch Black. Pitch Black. He's not doing another. He's got a script ready for another one. Yeah, but they're all the oh, same. No, they're not. Shock. They good. Triple X. Triple X is rubbish. Yeah, I'll give you that. Didn't he do Triple X two? Or something? No, yeah. he did. He refused to come back for two. So what happened with Vin Diesel? He got really cocky because he had, you know, he started off with bit parts. He was in Saving Private Ryan, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he not did, a great part. But uh, he then did part. the voice of the Iron Giant. That's him. Yeah, but as long as he's not actually in the yeah, film. Yeah, but then he got Fast and Furious and Pitch Black were both big, big mm-hmm. hits. Triple X was a big hit as well. So his star was very much in the Ascendant around the time 2000, 2005. So in the Ascendant that he initially said, okay, I'm not going to do a Triple X 2. I'm not doing any more Fast and the Furious films after number two. I'm going to go my own way. And of course, every one of those other films flopped. So he'd come back for Triple X 3 after Fast and the Furious 3. He's been back in every one ever since. I just think the whole thing where they're they're sort of lauding him the whole time and, oh, great, it's Vin Diesel back. Yeah. Aren't you wonderful? Everybody has to praise him the whole time. That's just bollocks. And the I, fact I, that's that he's, what I demand on this show. And the fact that he... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to annoy you. But the fact that his claim to fame is actually, I am Groot. <laughs> and the highlights of his entire career, yeah. I am Groot. He only recorded that once, you know, and they've just digitised it back in. I am Groot. That's a comic book thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he said comic book without stumbling. He did, yeah. Yeah. Well done. It's because he went straight into it without thinking. We've looked at our favourite moments, but are there any things you wished you hadn't done or said? Like, you know, an internal blooper reel, and I look at you for this one, Neil. Well, Graham kindly cuts out all my gaffes and my possible swearing, which I'm not admitting to, and I'm not admitting to anything, all right? No. Not a thing, and I have had a few, and Graham has told me a few, (laughs) and the blooper reel will probably just be me. (laughs) What, not me? Oh, there's lots of Jeff swearing when the postman turns up. Amazon. Amazon, was it? Amazon. Yeah, that was a quote from Heathers, and anybody who knows Heathers will know exactly what I said. Um, yeah, but yeah. Apparently, occasionally I make politically incorrect statements, which has oh, to that's be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know any personally myself. Only, only every other breath. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is I just wish we could complete our projectionist piece. If we can get a day that we can 
sit down and edit it together because we've got some great interviews there, some great stories. We just need to cut it. By the time we've done it, people who've contributed to that piece will probably be dead. Yeah, I think we should give some background on that. We interviewed a load of projectionists who actually worked in the industry pre-Avatar when all projectionists died out. That's the film that killed them. Real-to-real film. Physical touches. Yeah, 35 mil real film. Yeah. And we did a load of interviews and we have just not had two minutes to, well, two minutes, it'll probably take us two weeks to edit it all together and make it into a proper show. We think about you and we are shamed. And as one is the wife of one of the contributors and team members (laughs) of the show... I can only imagine the grief you're getting, Phil. I do apologise for this. Graham, any bloopers for you? Well, uh, I correct all my bloopers, as Neil said, in the editing. However, obviously, I wish I'd never referred to Christopher Nolan as Director Doyle. God knows what. That was a real completely... In episode one, and it stuck with you. (laughs) Thanks, yeah, because you guys are just like elephants. You never forget anything. And the fact that I mentioned that I can't stand Mel Gibson. That was brilliant. That was (laughs) genius. Or as we now refer to him, friend of the pod. And when we do occasionally meet people who listen to the show, the first thing they say is, is that Graham who does all the Mel Gibson stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you like Mel Gibson is what I get on Twitter. Why don't you like Mel Gibson? He's okay in things. I actually liked him. In Braveheart? Yeah, he was okay. (laughs) In Dragged Across Concrete, I thought he was the best thing in it. And we got another Mel film before the end of the year in Boss Level. We're just waiting on when the British release date is. And that is going to be very interesting because I have got a little bet with Jeff about going to see Boss Level. I am betting him 50p that we are, again, the only people in the cinema going to see that. We are the only people who see Mel Gibson films in the UK. It's because you've spent 18 months dissing him. (laughs) Yeah, Mel's looking at his fingers going, why do people hate me in the UK? He's got a sellout show in London, hasn't he? I think it is sellout, £100 a ticket. Wow. Quite know what they're getting for that money, but uh, if they knew about you, Graham, I'm sure we'd add honorary tickets to you. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait for them in the post. Yeah. Let's move on to something more positive. Graham, from the stats you have, what are our most popular shows? Well, our most popular show of all time is Superhero Flops, a pod short where Jeff and I discussed the superhero movies of the 70s, 80s and 90s, all the way up to the MCU. Um, MCU, what's that? <sighs> this show currently... Well, no, no, seriously, what is the MCU? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay. As you well know. As you well know. This show currently is our most downloaded show. In this year, though, our top three episodes are a mixed bunch, with the runaway leader being episode 36, Cue the Music, our discussion with Warren Ringham on the Bond music. That's at number one. Uh, Followed by episode 43, which is the Rupert Christie interview, which is doing great numbers on Spotify, strangely. So it seems that more musically inspired things do well on Spotify because it's, I presume, it's mainly focused at music. And then followed by episode 38, which was Phil's look at the movies, where... We chat to Phil about the movies that he's most looking forward to in 2019. So mm. that's really it. But the thing for me is 50 countries. What yeah. are people listening? Who, and a lot of them are not English-speaking countries. So, Like Russia. <laughs> Which was a... Uh, and Botswana. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't mind Botswana, but Russia started after some comments about spying, which always worries me. We get a couple of downloads from two people in the Russian Federation constantly. They listen to every show. These two people in Russia, what are they doing? Monitoring us. <laughs> Monitoring, yeah. That's why whenever we go into a building, I had Neil touch the door handle first. <laughs> we thought we agreed we were never going to mention Novichok. <laughs> And there it is again. Now we've gone to three <laughs> listeners in Russia. I think the strangest one of those for me was the Hereditary uh, show, oh, yes. which suddenly went mental over in Amsterdam, of all yeah. places. Yeah, and we still have hundreds of people who listen to us in the Netherlands. You know, we've got huh? hundreds of listeners in the Netherlands. Why? All learning how to speak English. Yeah. Well, they well, know they speak our... English better than we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stupid comment, yeah. Neil. Yeah, no, I think Europeans listen to this show because they can't believe the state this country is in. Yes. How can something so good come out of something so bad? Following on from that then, Graham, and I'll keep it with you again, do any of your family members listen to the show? And if so, what feedback do they give you? I come from a very technical family. So from well, my brother who works in the aerospace industry, another one's computer scientists. I've got, you know, they're all very techni- technical. So all I ever get is comments on sound quality and editing tools and automation products. And I do get comments about the content, but mainly it's technical feedback. I, my wife likes Lucy and uh, Elijah. She never says, I sound okay. <laughs> 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 but that's her prerogative. But your daughter's got a group of friends. That oh, she over, has. Uh, she has got a, l- there, a lovely think, group yeah. of friends. And yeah. they, they comment on it. Yeah, they're normal people. They they just say, oh, I like that show. And I like the, I like the James Bond music. And, oh, that guy, Rupert Christie, he's interesting. And they get that. Neil? I'm the only one of the family who goes and see films, I'm afraid. Um, my daughter listens and she likes the review section. Then she goes and sees whatever films Jeff doesn't like. <laughs> That's an <laughs> excellent metric to like use. father, <laughs> like daughter. <laughs> so it's not the place to uh, push things, really. I've asked people at the golf club and they'll go, oh, I don't really go to the cinema. No, they're too busy voting for Brexit. Um, yeah, most of them, sadly. My wife is a very regular listener. and Because I'm, you force her to. Unfortunately, she always moans at me when I pick on Neil, which I do occasionally. <laughs> um <laughs> I tried to explain to her he actually loves it, but no avail. (laughs) Now, Elijah sent a comment as well that he'd asked if we could read this out. So I'll just read this from Elijah. First, I love the camaraderie and relationship with you, Graham and Neil. It's really what makes the show so enjoyable to listen to. And the review show is usually the highlight of the month. Second, the larger team. All are great to listen to and add a lot to the show. I include you in that, Elijah, as well. And, of course, the interviews are fantastic. Really, really great, super informative, and the questions and answers lead down to some incredible tidbits. I think what I'd like to see in the future is more of the same, with great guests and bigger interviews, just as long as you don't kill yourself doing them. But I can kill Neil. I think that's all right, isn't it? (laughs) I'm really grateful to be able to be part of the team. It's fun, and I'm looking forward to future shows. Thank you, Elijah. Let's go with the most difficult question of all, and I'll um, pick this up to start off with. What would you change about the show and why? I'm really happy with the team, even Neil. And I think everybody adds something that's that's quite funny and quite informative, and it's the same for the larger team. If there's anything I would change, and obviously we'd need to find a role, but I would like to add 
another female voice oh, yeah, into the absolutely. mix. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so if anybody out there is listening who has something they want to talk about on a regular basis, please drop us a line. Our details are found in the show notes. We aim, as Graham has always said, for a magazine-style format, and it needs to be made up more than old grumpy white men. And also... <laughs> you calling old? Oh, no, me <laughs> yeah. and you. Who are you calling white? Oh, I know. <laughs> and the other thing I'd like to change, I'd like more Mel Gibson on the show. <laughs> and my ultimate fantasy here would be to get an interview with Mel. So, Mel, if you're listening, and why would you miss an episode? We're there ready when you are. You recording that one yourself then, are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the editing yourself. So, yeah. The thing is, you could sit there and rattle off all these facts. So if he gets a fact wrong, you can come in now and say, no, that's not right, Mel. On that day, you were doing this. No, you're doing Santa Claus next. That's You're going to destroy children's dreams at yeah. Christmas, yeah? Yeah. What about you, Graham, oh, as you started? What would you change about the well, show? Well, obviously, I'd like to get rid of Mel Gibson news. I'd like the steady progress we're making to continue absolutely get another woman on the show i think that would be really good i really like our magazine style format and more audio articles we can do the better and the change mm. it up and you know we've done uh an interview this morning which i think is is going to be really really good that's so under that is going to be good i th- thoroughly enjoyed listening to him yeah I'm we'll just... say that as a little bit of a surprise we'll talk about it what's coming up in future shows in a minute but keep listening there's an element of surprise coming your way. Tease that for the end of the show. I know what I'd like. I'd, I'd love to get some feedback from people who listen to us outside of the English-speaking countries. We have loads of listeners in the Netherlands, as I've already said, and across the African continent. What are they listening for? For me, I much prefer the way we do reviews now, good, oh, yeah. bad, yeah. overall. I think that's probably been my biggest bugbear is trying to write stuff for individual uh, elements and stuff and I'm trying to do it that way. It's the long form. Uh, I prefer the short form, something nice. And you want to say something, say it. They're not sort of uh, formulaic. I would agree with Neil there because I think the reviews have been our biggest journey. Yeah. More mm. than anything else. Yeah. Because we started with one idea of one review a month per person. Everybody had to see it, but one person would take the lead. That was very much too wordy. We built a template as to how we were going to deal with those reviews, which was fine, but it kept locking us down into a particular format. And to be fair to Neil, he was always the one from the beginning that said, these reviews are too long, they need to be shortened. Basically, where we've come to is where we started. Yeah, The conversations we used to have coming out of the cinema with the politically incorrect stuff taken out, thanks, Graham, <laughs> and now what we're doing in the film reviews. And I think by adding Darren into that mix yeah. as well, with his views, and he's very incisive and very knowledgeable, I think we've got a, a really good, good balance there yeah. at yeah. the moment. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we've got to where Neil was telling us almost from episode one yeah. where we needed to so be. So basically, at. it took you eighteen months to listen to me. Yeah, and I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So what have we got coming up in future shows? Well, we definitely have some real treats here. We have got a couple of interviews planned in one with a, a young upcoming composer one looking at the newly formed Screen Cornwall. Both of those interviews to take place before the end of August and will be on future shows. Now, Graham and Neil just mentioned about an interview we'd done this morning, just before the show. Uh, morning for us. It was well into the night for the person we were interviewing. It was writer-director 
Steph Harris, director of the New Zealand film Blue Moon, which is coming to a number of film festivals. In fact, if you're in Sheffield, you'll get a chance to see it in the festival about mid-September time. Well worth tracking down. Great film. And Steph had some very interesting things to say about the making of that film. With Elijah, we've got retrospectives on Dr. No and The Lion in Winter coming up, and we're hoping to do something special with Dr. No, and more on that when we lock those plans in. One thing I'm particularly excited for in September is Neil's first pod short uh, on about foreign language films, and I thought it was a fascinating discussion, and we all look forward to sharing that with you. And plus, myself and Graham have a whole range of pod shorts that We've got in the planning stages, just need to record the damn things. <laughs> yeah. And much, much more. No shortage of ideas. That's the no, main exactly. thing. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward. We've got some great remote interviews coming up. We've got some interesting young indie film directors who I'm editing at the moment. A very interesting discussion, the three of us and Phil Foster, on who are the major stars of today that we think will actually last into the future. Admired in 50 years' time. So that's it. Our self-indulgent look back episode 50 is in the can. As that look forward just showed, we have so much more for you and are always trying to get the best content that's out there. We will do the same again when we reach episode 100. If Jeff and Neil don't kill each other, that is. (laughs) I'm not promising it. I'm certainly not. (laughs) As we always say in our month end show. Thanks thanks for for listening listening and and goodbye. goodbye. That's a wrap. To make sure you never miss an episode of this podcast, please subscribe to At The Flicks at our website, attheflicks.uk. And if possible, please remember to rate and review At The Flicks wherever you get your podcasts. You can contact the team on Twitter or by email. Our contact details are also on our website, attheflicks.uk. Thanks for listening.